It is 93 WXRT. My name is Marty Leonards. If you look at the calendar, you'll see it's November 3rd. One of the most important dates in the history of 93.1 WXRT, for it was on this date in 1973 when a young woman from Piqua, Ohio, got her foot in... Humble beginnings. <laughs> got her foot in the back door at 4949 West <laughs> Belmont to do her very first radio show on XRT. Now today, she is celebrating 50 years on XRT. Jeez. It's with great pleasure that I get to share the airwaves with my teacher, oh. my mentor, oh. my colleague, hmm. and my friend. Oh, and I, together I love you. <laughs> And together with all of Chicago, we welcome Terry Hemmert back oh, to the XRT psh- Morning Show. <laughs> back to the morning show, Terry. Back to the morning show. This is why I feel like crap then. Because <laughs> I used to I was never a morning person and I was only supposed to do that for four weeks. Now here's tell the story. Me about it. I want to tell everybody about it because I was asked to do it for four weeks because yeah. I was perfectly happy working middays. You know, it's just I've had my dream job and all that. And they said, Yeah, somebody quit with no notice and they wanted to look for somebody to replace do it for four weeks okay okay i said but i need a producer because the other one left with the guy so i called you at columbia college got you out of class remember i was sitting in class and someone came to the door and asked if i was in the class and they handed me a note i thought i was being called to the principal's (laughs) office at columbia college (laughs) have to and it was a note that said terry hammer call me and it had your phone number well, you called me and I said, Marty, I need a producer for four weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks. I can't pay you because no. they, they weren't paying me either. <laughs> you should have seen those paychecks. Oh, my God. I cash them and they say, are you kidding? I said, yeah, it's my salary. But uh, $25 a show I started. But uh, seriously. Uh, but any road, I said, I can't get you academic credit because it wasn't an internship. It was only four weeks. I said, but I'll give you a ride there and back. You every month. Yeah, I'd pick you up. And uh, you're always 10 minutes late, but that's okay. What? <laughs> and then, and I took you out for breakfast a few times and got you some free records and free concert tickets. And that was January of 1981. And you're still here, Marty Leonard. Let's talk about you for a minute here. No, this isn't about me. (laughs) No, but I'm so proud of you. I mean, my gosh, I, you know, it's just, uh, you've really done great work here. And now you're, now you're sitting in this. I remember I came in here one day and it was the first time I saw you here doing mornings and I came, I said, Hey, get out of the chair, give me some coffee, go file those (laughs) records, you know? (laughs) And, uh, we've been a long, strange trip. Those were such incredible times. And uh, coming to XRT and walking into the building for the very first time, the bunker. It was the bunker. It was uh, such a such a thrill, such a privilege, and it's all because of you. Aww. But Terry, yeah, today. Oh, yeah, it's your show. Sorry. We have so much planned. <laughs> I took over. We have so much planned for your fifty. Well, you should. Be. Uh, we have. So, you can do whatever you want. You've been here for fifty years. Uh-oh. Uh We have so much planned today. I want to lay some of the stuff out that's going on all okay. day long here on the radio on XRT. We're spinning some of your favorite songs as picked by you. Yeah. And we're reading incredible stories from XRT listeners about Uh-oh. what your presence on the radio and in their lives means to them. Oh, you're going to make me cry, aren't you? You already made me cry when you talked about me. Oh. And, <laughs> and we're inviting folks to en- <laughs> we're inviting folks to join some uh, to to enjoy some of your favorite uh, places in Chicago, like Ann Sather's on Belmont. 
We've been there many times. They handed out 93 cinnamon rolls to the first 93 people who came in. I don't think it was 93 cinnamon rolls per person. But no, no. <laughs> no. But they give you two. You get they give two, you two rolls. Yeah. Yeah. So I would guess those are all gone by now, but uh, thanks to Ann Sathers for that. Also, Lori's Planet of Sound in Lincoln Square is handing yeah. out 50th anniversary commemorative placards of your Essential 20 albums, some of them signed. These are collectibles. Mm-hmm. And it looks like old feature artist cards. Yeah, it's I really know, cool. it does. They're really it's very neat. cool. And uh, also, uh, Peace Pizza in Wicker Park yeah. is presenting the bum All You Need Is Peace and Love Pizza, Aww. inspired by you. Aww. How about that? With Aww. a portion of the proceeds benefiting that, changing that, worlds. That pizza is... I've been, I've been taught, though, you call them pies. You don't call them pizzas. You call them pies. It's a pie. I always think of cherry pie or pumpkin pie. No. But, but now I call them pies. It's a terry pie. It's a terry pie. <laughs> okay, what else are we giving away? Well, <laughs> we're going to get the ball rolling right here. Oh, wait. I wanted to say... Because they asked me for my five favorite <clears throat> places in Chicago. Yeah. And one of them was my parish, St. Clement's. And, and they, I said, well, what are we getting from St. Clement's, and I said, I said you should call the pastor. He would give out free plenary indulgences. Right. You know, people have their sins forgiven. <laughs> Special thanks dispensation. To my, thanks to my uh, anniversary. Yeah. That would be nice. They, they would have gone, gone for that, I think. <laughs> they really would have. Well, Terry, right uh, now, we're going to get the ball rolling on this day. We have a, v- a few very important words from one of the most trusted voices in Chicago. A resolution presented to the City Council, City of Chicago, Illinois. Whereas, on November 3rd, 2023, Terry Hemmert, beloved Chicago radio icon, celebrates 50 years at WXRT 93.1 FM. And whereas, the Chicago City Council has been informed of this milestone by the Honorable Matthew O'Shea, Alderman of the 19th Ward. And whereas, Terry's love for music, and specifically the Beatles, started when watching The Ed Sullivan Show and seeing the launch of the British Invasion. From then on, she decided she would become a disc jockey so she could beat the Fab Four. And whereas, after graduating from Elmhurst College and a stint as a late-night DJ in Rochester, New York, Terry returned to the Midwest and began her career at WXRT on November 3, 1973, as public affairs director and overnight announcer. As her popularity grew, she became the first woman in Chicago radio history to command the morning drive shift in 1981. And whereas her extensive knowledge of all things Beatles is showcased on her labor of love, Breakfast with the Beatles, which has been on the air for over 20 years and hosting the annual Chicago Fest for Beatles fans, formerly Beatlefest. And whereas Terry has been recognized numerous times for her work, including being showcased in a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame exhibit titled Rock and Radio receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Chicago Chapter of the Recording Academy and being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2012 for her contributions to the radio medium. One of few women to be bestowed this honor. And whereas Terry also is active in social and political causes, such as serving on the board of directors for the Peace Museum, volunteering on behalf of the AIDS Pastoral Care Network, hosting Classic Encounter with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra for nearly two decades, 
co-hosting the Chicago Pride Parade and in her spare time, teaching radio and music history classes at Columbia College. And whereas for 50 years, Terry Hammert has been one of the greatest who has ever been behind a microphone, bringing music and joy to our city and our lives. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the mayor and members of the City Council of the City of Chicago do hereby designate November 3rd, 2023 as Terry Hemmert Day in honor of her 50 years at WXRT 93.1 FM and her contributions to the City of Chicago, our arts and culture, and the music and broadcasting industries as a whole. Terry, if Bill Curtis says it... It is true. He is the voice of God, isn't he? He's it amazing. has now been officially proclaimed oh, Terry Hammer what? Day in the city of it's Chicago. So Ice cream for everybody. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is that what we got? Wow. Yeah. This is. I have to hang this up if I can find some space on my wall. And it is suitable for framing. House. It's suitable yes, for framing. Yes, thank yeah, you. you're going to have to move something. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What can you move? I don't know. I'm starting to hang things from the ceiling. <laughs> How cool is that? You are such a oh, part of Chicago. Well, and I uh, love this. To have city. it proclaimed by the mayor. Mm. And Chicago, you know, you came here to go to the Chicago area to go to college, right? Mm-hmm. Elmhurst. Yeah. Yep, because I want to be in the big city, but when you come from Pickle, Ohio, a town of 20,000 people, you don't want to move right into downtown. <laughs> you know, you got to <laughs> put your foot in the water and kind of, and that was perfect because I get on the train and come down and go to Old Town back in the late 60s when Piper's Alley was really an alley. Yeah. That's where I f- bought my first blues album. It was a chess records compilation. At a record store in Piper's Alley. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, but I love this city, and I thought, well, yeah, Chicago, and then I could move to New York. Or I love Chicago. And you just stayed. I will never. Well, I went two years in Rochester, New York, because right. that was like AAA baseball. You know, you had to play in the minor leagues. And that's what makes me sad about radio these days is it's all automated and stuff, and, and people don't have that opportunity to be on the air 36 hours a week and make mistakes and find mm. their voice. You know, you need to practice. And uh, that was really helpful. What was that radio station in Rochester? WCMF. It's still there. Mm. And the man that hired me was one of my best friends from college and also manager of the Buckets, our singing group. Oh, yeah. Legendary Buckets. And uh, Tom Tuber. And he was a great mentor and hired me. He even drove my U-Haul truck from here to <laughs> Rochester and told me how to pronounce the names of things that they mispronounce out there. But anyway, it was two years out there. And uh, he passed away. Um, a, a few months ago. In fact, I just went up to Wisconsin to give his eulogy, as it were. And uh, and yesterday I called him on his uh, cell phone and left him a voicemail. His voice, his phone's still connected. It's still connected. And, wow. and I just wanted to thank him for being wow. the best friend and best mentor. And yeah. I'm sure he heard it. Well, Tom had a, a history here in Chicago Radio yes, at WMET and then also up in Madison. That's where he ended up, and that's where yeah. I went the other day, yeah. yeah. Well, let's go back to that first day you came to XRT after Rochester, and uh, what time did you go on the air? Oh, I can't remember. It must be because the station <laughs> probably was... Probably about 1 o'clock. Yeah, because you were doing overnights, there right? There were only two DJs then, because I think that we started at 10, right? and then I'd go to 1, and then I'd do 1 to 6. Would you work every night? Yeah. Every night? 
Well, not weekends. Oh, I, I probably six days a week. Hmm. You know, I wasn't keeping track because I didn't think someday on my fiftieth anniversary, <laughs> somebody's going to ask me. No, what you was were just like? going to do an all night radio show on I the was, northwest side of Chicago. I was a glad to find a job and b uh, scared to death. Right. I was very. I I never went into this with any confidence. Really, I was everything I've done. <laughs> totally messed up my stomach, you know. It doesn't doesn't come easy, but now it's like, yeah, okay. Here I am with Marty. We're so talking. Do, do, to do you of recall? People. Here's the question I have. Okay. I, I I'm not sure whether you remember the first song you played. No. <laughs> but how long did it take you in your first show? to play the Beatles. Oh, one one long. Yeah. <laughs> no. Cuz that's why I'm here. Yeah. That's what, you know, and that's the beauty of the Beatles is they weren't just a popular rock band, but that invasion in 1964, I was not the only one that changed my life path because of them. There's so many people that bought guitars, drums, they joined bands. Of course, you know, being a fella and all, that they did that because they tracked girls. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why the Beatles did it. Whatever. Whatever works for you. And I just thought, wow, they're great. And I didn't even think about being a disc jockey because there were no women. I mean, I grew up, Dayton, Ohio was my radio market, you know. And uh, it wasn't until the next year, true story, I was in the study hall with my geography book open, so they'd think I was studying, and tucked in there was Tiger Beat or one of those teen magazines. And I saw a picture of some guy with a microphone in Ringo's face that says, Disc Jockey Jim Stagg interviews Ringo Starr on their 1965 tour of America. And the light went off. I, I can remember the sensation mm. where I thought, wow, if I got to be a disc jockey, I could meet the Beatles. And so I gave up being a nun and went right to radio. <laughs> and uh, you think I'm kidding. Uh, my mom took me out of Catholic school because I sent away. I filled out this form I didn't tell her about to enroll in a convent school for eighth grade. And she said, you're being brainwashed. You're going to public school. <laughs> and thank goodness. But uh, anyway, no, they showed me a, a film of nuns playing basketball. And they said, well, now, Mary Teresa, you know that. Women live in Pickwell. They never get to play basketball. But if you were a nun, we even have a league. We'll take in a bus <laughs> to play with other nuns, and they were good. I, I almost got an academic scholarship to the convent. But would, no, would but, they play? Would they play wearing their habits? Yes, full habits. Wow. I mean, you know, all the rosary beads and everything, and they could do layup shots and hook shots and. Oh, my gosh. But um, the thing is, is I thought, well, I'll go on the radio. And then years later, when I was out here at Elmhurst, because yeah. I had a great radio station and still do, um, that and Tom Tuber, that's where I met him. And uh, I met Jim Stagg because he spoke at a college radio conference. And, and I asked him, I said, do you think I stand a chance being a woman or should I just? He said, we'll be the first. Wow. He encouraged me, and he did several times. And he was, and I got him on the air for Rampant Beatlemania once, and he was a lovely man. But I owe him everything. Well, then you became the first woman doing morning radio, yeah, uh, in Chicago, doing a mm -hmm. morning radio show. So yeah. cool! And you brought me and into the into the folds as your producer. And what we would do, I recall many times after uh, after the show, after we were finished, we go out to Wrigley Field. Yes. You and I. That oh first summer, gosh. for sure. With Tuber. With Tuber. Johnny Mars. Yeah. Wendy Rice. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And we sit out in the bleachers because, yeah. well, it was like 1981, and 
the Cubs were bad and there was no well, one was there. Was it like two and a half dollars to get in? Something like the that. Smoky Links. We'd sit in the bleachers with a handful of fans and those gamblers. And yeah. as Lee Elia would call them eventually nickel and dime unemployed people. <laughs> But uh, these days, I know you spend many summertime evenings on your back porch Uh listening to a Hall of Fame voice presenting Cubs baseball on the radio on 670 The Score. Oh, no, you're kidding. I love this man. Well, he has a few words to say to you. Oh, my God. Hey, Terry, it's Cubs radio man Pat Hughes congratulating you on a remarkable 50 years on the air at XRT. What an amazing feat of consistency. It's really a rarity that a radio station even lasts 51 years, let alone for someone to be working at the same one for half a century. Your longevity is a testament to your one-of-a-kind, trailblazing personality. And in recognition of that feat, the Chicago Cubs are honored to bestow upon you your very own official Cubs number 93.1 Jersey. From one Hall of Famer to another, congratulations on 50 years, Terry Hemmert. Look at that. Oh my God, I love Pat Hughes. My father taught me, don't watch baseball on TV, listen to it on the radio, because they paint a picture. Mm-hmm. And and I grew up near Cincinnati, and Wade Hoyt was the uh uh, the the Reds announcer, yeah. Yeah, and, and remember uh, Athletes' Feats? Mm-hmm. With Bob Verde? Bob Verde, lovely guy. He had no idea who I was. He just knew he had to talk to this girl on the radio. <laughs> and so they schlepped him out to Belmont and Cicero for the first week so we yeah. could get to know each other. And we actually really hit it off. And he was great. He's a terrific writer and great oh, guy yeah. to work with. But one day we were, this is early on in our relationship on the radio, and he was talking about Lamar Hoyt, who was... Uh, pitching i think for the white, white Sox. Sox at the time mm-hmm. yeah and i wasn't showing off i just said is he any relation to wait and he said who wait hoyt and he said what do you know about wait hoyt i said oh he was the announcer for the cincinnati reds and he was famous for his rain delay stories because and he was an all-star pitcher for the new york yankees before that and i said and i have an album of his rain delay stories and um. a picture of him on the cover in Crosley Field with a case of Burger Beer, the sponsor, under his arm and an umbrella on the other one. And after that, Bob and I were like soulmates. It was great. It <laughs> broke cool. the ice. Yeah. Well, Pat Hughes is such a gentleman. He's such oh, a great he guy. He's and, wonderful. Uh, yeah. Love him. So cool of him to present that for you. Oh, and if you gosh. look at the number, 93.1, uh-huh. you could say that you will be the only person ever to sport that number on a jersey with a point one with a point one because I know yeah, no Lin- one else will ever wear that well, no Cubs player will ever wear ninety three point well, one well and Lynn Bramer had a ninety three not a point one not a, but yeah but I bet he's wearing his in heaven today just well thinking. that's for sure yep well Terry coming up we're gonna play some songs. We're actually going to play some songs. No, you're <laughs> yes, kidding. Yes, we are. Are we just going to talk for eight hours? <laughs> no, we're going to play some songs. And we're going to read some of uh, the listeners' stories. And next, we'll hear from the presence that is always in this studio, who we miss so dearly. Oh, oh, and who yeah. always had the right words for any occasion. Where's the Kleenex? Who was recently named the 2023 winner of the Marconi <laughs> Award for Major Market Radio Personality of the Year. Just ahead, Terry. It's our best friend in the whole world. Oh, no. With one of his great Lynn's Bin pieces. Oh. About one of his best friends in Lynn, the whole world. I love you, big That's baby. That's coming up on 93XRT. 50 years of Terry Hemmert on 93XRT. 
Well, on this momentous a day, a day such as this, we had to include the man who could answer some of life's great questions with a laugh and a tear in about three minutes' time. On 93XRT for Terry, this is Lynn's Ben. Some years ago, a little girl asked me, what does it take to be a Terry Hammered on the radio? What does it take to be a Terry Hammered on the radio? Let me take you to the home of the great outdoor underwear festival in Piqua, Ohio, the birthplace of doo-wop pioneers, the Mills Brothers, home to Betty and Fritz. It starts with a tomato-red Clarabelle the Clown record player and 78 RPM records like Sparky and the Talking Train, maybe even the Howdy Doody theme song on bright yellow vinyl. Sitting next to that little record player, she learns about instruments from Tubby the Tuba, performed by the Peter Pan Orchestra. What does it take to be a Terry Hammer? It takes an imaginary birthday party for singer Dusty Springfield and a phone call to a Dayton radio station. It takes February 9th, 1964. What does it take to be a Terry Hammert? It takes a love of rhythm and blues so deep that it translates into a college course that she has taught for over 30 years. It takes a genuine reverence for the city of New Orleans and what that city means to the legacy of American music. It takes a birthday pilgrimage to the Big Easy every spring for the Jazz and Heritage Festival. It takes afternoons in the gospel tent, evenings hanging out with Irma Thomas, and a whole lot of crawfish Monica. What does it take to be a Terry Hammert? It takes interviewing talking heads for the radio when nobody else would. It takes an impossible scheme. If I become a DJ, I can meet the Beatles. A relentless faith in possibilities. A belief that something that has never been done is not a prohibition, but an invitation. If you believe it all begins and ends with the Beatles, you miss the best part of the story. The Beatles are just a point on our compass. A compass that points in all directions. You don't get to work at the same radio station in the same big city since 1973 without knowing what it takes. It takes the knowledge that no matter how many years you've spent on the air, this is a job that can always make you feel like a kid again. And suddenly, it's just you and a tomato red record player and dreams on a spindle. I think we need to take a nap now and then come back and finish this later because we're all just you and Chris Swake here, our wonderful guy. The three of us, we lost it. <laughs> yeah. Love that man. Yeah. Boy, but he, uh, he's listening, though. He's probably wearing his Cubs Bramer shirt up there in heaven, because if there is a heaven, he's got his Cubs shirt. If you just heard a portion of Lynn's Bin or you missed it entirely, you just, you're just joining us, it will air again tonight at 6 o'clock. Lynn's, Lynn's Bin about Terry Hammert. Quite moving. Terry... Now what do we do after oh, that? Man. I'll tell you. That people... Now Johnny Mars came in and brought me a present. It's a, a this is an original, a Beatles pen knife. And, you know, it's a little rusty, but so am I after <laughs> since nineteen sixty four. But uh that That's was pretty cool. sweet. What yeah. a weird promotional item that is. I know. Well <laughs> well they had everything. They had talcum powder and ice cream bars and everything. You couldn't save those ice cream bars, yeah. Well, you know, In My Life, the song by the Beatles, oh. uh, it's, it's just amazing that John yeah. Lennon, at such a young age, had such insight into what life is, mm -hmm. that he could write that song. Life just, and death, because he, death, he yeah. lost a lot of people early in his life. Yeah. yeah. Well, that song has touched many people's yeah. lives, and uh, so have you, Terry. Mm. 
Thanks. over the 50 years here on XRT. And we asked XRT listeners, what does Terry Hemmert mean to you? And we had an incredible number of letters, and these are all really wonderful. We will be reading them throughout the day today with the songs that you chose. And I'm going to read one right now from an XRT listener, Steve Scantlin, who says, how do you thank and honor someone who has not only been a part of the XRT family, but of everyone else's family of XRT listeners. Without Terry, me and my family would have less of an appreciation for good music, regardless of its genre, less love for the city of Chicago, and maybe even less love and appreciation of the Beatles. I couldn't even list all the bands that she turned us on to over the years. Aunt Terry is the cool aunt that we all wish we had when we were growing up. Love you, Terry. Keep on rocking. You've touched a lot of families. Mm. That's pretty great. Mm. I mean, that's unbelievable. Can I just remind people that it's a two-way street? Mm. That, uh, And I think you'll vouch for this because you have your own experiences with listeners. Mm-hmm. There's something mystical, something intimate about radio. And... Uh, like you can do a, a good show with a bad hair day. You know, you don't have to worry about makeup. You just get on there and you just expose your heart to the whole world. And with some people, they think, oh, shut up, you know. And other people think, oh, my God, that just made my day or that that just got me through a rough time or, you know. And it's a, it's amazing to hear back all these years. It never gets old. And uh, you and I and everybody else here take it seriously. When people reach out and say, you got me through the worst time of my mm. life and the music you played and what you said, we got people through 9-11 as it was happening. I had to come into work the morning after John Lennon was shot and and find the words that would comfort people. But when you guys get back to us, you are our stars. <laughs> you are our rock yeah. stars. And, and your support over the years has meant everything. Yeah. And I think I speak for you and everybody else that works here that we have a one because we've been here so long and we've grown up together and we've gone through things together. Well, we've, we've been with uh, with families through generations yes. from grandparents to um, kids yes, yes. to little kids now. Yes. And it, it's such an honor to know how many families consider you, Terry. Uh, as one of their own. And I know you have a seat at the table of Chicago's first family of gospel and soul, the Staples family. Mm. Tell us a little bit about your friendship with Mavis Staples. Oh, my gosh. Uh, That's one of the thrills of my life because, you know, she's been one of my heroes since I was in college. And I'm a big gospel music fan. Love gospel. And uh, I knew her as a gospel singer. And then she's told me this story and told other people about how they went to meet Dr. King at his church, Ebenezer Baptist, because mm-hmm. Pop said that they wanted to meet. And she said she saw Pops and Dr. King together. And uh, he said, would you guys uh, walk away from the gospel world and make popular songs so that teenagers will hear freedom songs and civil rights songs and maybe it'll have an impact? And... Yeah, you know that word woke that is often misinterpreted. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. a good it's a good word. It's like waking up and seeing things you didn't see before and the staple singers did that for us. Uh, respect yourself, I'll take your you know there. And when I first met her out at uh, Fitzgerald's, she was leaving. They did a tribute to the staple singers and she was leaving and I didn't want to bug her, but I thought that's Mavis Staples and she and her couple guys 
taking care of her, were walking in front of me. I said, Mavis, Mavis. Because usually I don't like, I like to bug musicians, but I thought, I just got to meet her, you know? And I said, Mavis. And she kept walking. She was trying to get out of there. And I said, it's Terry Hemmert from XRT. And she threw her arms up and turned around and said, come here, give me a hug. Because you know, somebody told me that she was a big XRT fan, yeah. that she had an XRT magnet on her refrigerator. <laughs> so that's the only reason I yelled out my name. I Ordinarily, I wouldn't do that. And she came and hugged me, and we became fast friends. And uh, one of the highlights of my life was when Coco Taylor and her daughter Cookie and Mavis and Yvonne, her sister, were fighting over me. And Coco said, Terry's in our family. And Mavis said, no, she's not. She's in our family. And I go, ladies, ladies, okay, I'll be in both families, okay? And I'm thinking, this is a long way from Piqua, man. I can't believe it. Two of my heroes. And, uh, and Mavis has been kind enough to... Uh, reach out and ask me to give a eulogy at uh, Fonny's funeral because uh-huh. uh, I named my dog after Yvonne and because uh, I got Mavis an honorary doctorate at uh, Columbia College, worked four years to make that happen and got to give the speech to introduce her. And then the R&B group at, at the college was singing a medley of Staples singer songs and she couldn't help herself. She got up because we were sitting up there, you know, behind and she got up there and went back up to the podium and to the mic and sang along with them. Can you mm. imagine those students? Wow. They all go to their grave saying, we sang with Mavis Staples. But, but I felt bad for Yvonne because she was always in the shadows where she wanted to be, really. But I said, hey, I, I just got a new dog is it all right if i name it after you and she said oh you're asking permission that's an honor i said well i didn't know i named my cat irma after irma thomas and i told her and she didn't seem that thrilled (laughs) and mavis said she's got to get over herself that's an honor (laughs) so when i went to uh cleo's wake who i i didn't know cleo because she had been sick for a long time Hmm. and um but i went for mavis and yvonne and vani comes up right away and says Give me a picture of my dog. So I got my phone out, got a picture. She grabbed my phone, and I could hear her going around the, the room saying, this is my dog. And I said, yeah, but you don't have to walk that dog on a cold night in January. <laughs> Give me that my phone back, you know. But And then I went to Purvis's wake, not meaning to you know, participate. And this woman comes up to me 10 minutes before, and she'd been at Vonnie. She goes, you were good. Can you get up and say something about Purvis? And I hardly knew Purvis. And I went, really? <laughs> and I was scared to death because I didn't prepare. Right. And I followed three people that told stories that knew him since he was a kid. And I thought, I am just not, you know, and Tom Marker's out there and, you know, Jeff Tweedy's there and all the family and friends. So I got up and I'm at the podium right in front of the coffin. And I looked out the coffin and I said, Purvis, I said, I, I feel like I'm not qualified to do this, but... I said, uh, Purvis and I had a running joke that we only saw each other at wakes and funerals. So Mm. this is only the third time I've met Purvis. And I said, dude, we can't go on meeting like this. (laughs) And everybody went nuts. (laughs) Well, Terry, that's why um, Mavis calls you the Reverend. Yeah, Reverend. She does. Reverend, she does. Well, tonight, in honor of uh, your day, your celebration, you're at 50 years on Live from the XRT Concert Archives. 
It's Mavis Staples from the oh, Old Town School in 2004. Yeah. Thank you. She's the best. She's like the nicest person next to you that I know. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So you want to hear some uh, Staples singers right now? Oh, I would love to. Thank Let's you. Let's take everybody there. All it's right. 93 XRT. Amen. You're on 93 XRT, the Staples singers. It's me, Marty Leonard, along with Terry Hammert, celebrating 50 years of Terry Hammert on 93 XRT. And Terry, one of the things you taught me was to always be yourself on the radio. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do, but to you it comes naturally because you're a warm-hearted and encouraging presence because that's who you are. We've got another letter to read from an XRT listener, Susan Crawford, who says, My daughter on stage at Beetlefest 2013 with Terry. She was 15 and in a very bad place. She had lost a friend to suicide. And I lived every day afraid of losing her, too. Her therapist suggests that she start journaling or doing art or something to help with the coping skills. A few months later, she was bringing down this incredible art from her room, so I encouraged her to enter this in the Beatle Art Show. It was her first painting ever. And we had never been to Beatles Fest, and since it was voted on by attendees, I didn't think she'd win anything, but she was so nervous. She was shaking when she was called on stage. But Terry, you were so sweet to her. You made her feel comfortable. You made her feel good. Fast forward 10 years, and my baby is a graduate of the School of the Art Institute of Chicago and a marketing director. This one moment made a huge impact on her life. Susan Crawford, Beatles Fest. A life-changing event oh, at Beatles wow. Fest. Two-way street. Yeah. Well, you could say no matter your age, when you did meet the Beatles, they just always have a life-changing experience. Mm-hmm. Yesterday we got the new song, the last Beatles song. Yep. Tell us your thoughts on that, now and then. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's just it? beautiful. And, and, you know, they couldn't put it out with the anthology because the quality of it was just a cassette, you know. Right. He with his piano and there's no balance, you know. And you couldn't separate the voice from the... And with this new technology, they were able to do it. And plus George laid down a guitar solo... Uh, while they were trying to do it for the anthology before they gave up on it. So he's on it, too. But it's the last time all four of them will be on it. But, you know, um, I was always told, don't meet your heroes because they'll be disappointing. I beg to differ. And uh, that time I met Ringo, and it was just the two of us, and we had this amazing talk. And I said, you gave me my dream. And I followed it and look, hmm. wow, you know, and uh, he told me his dream was to move to Houston, Texas and be a country and Western singer. But he found the Beatles. And <laughs> but but he got it. He didn't say, oh, great. We buy all of our records, you know, and and that's what really hit me, his kindness and his being present in the moment. And I learned that from them yeah. and my parents well, <laughs> to the, be present. The new song. Now and Then has really touched so many people, yes. people who were around when the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan, to those who never had the opportunity to hear a new Beatles song on the radio. Mm -hmm. And we debuted it yesterday, right around this time. And let's give it a spin now. It'll be on Breakfast with the Beatles Sunday morning, too. 8 to 10 on 93XRT. <laughs> it's all because of you. You, Terry! Oh. Oh. <laughs> Actually, those guys, the Beatles, right? Yeah. Love them. Yeah. And can I just say one name here? Because, yeah. you know, we were talking about Lynn Bramer. Mm -hmm. 
your best friend in the whole world, my best friend, everybody's best friend in the world. And that was not just jiving. That was true. He was amazing. John Fernita, who we lost from cancer as well. We did. Damn cancer. And uh, he was a student. You remember when mm-hmm. he came and was helping you out here in the morning. He followed <laughs> so, me as your producer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, 83, yeah. he came here yeah. and worked his way up to be music director. And uh, it was my, he was my little brother. Well, we have been a family together yeah. for a really, really long time. And Terry, I yeah. can't, I can't be happier to be part of your fiftieth celebration. It's a celebration. Thank you for coming in this morning. Well, Thanks for doing thank this. Thank you, and I'm so proud of you. Oh, well, I really am. That's nice, Terry. I really, am, sincerely, and I'm speaking on behalf of your parents. And and we said earlier before we went on the air that. All four of them are up in heaven listening today, and they're they proud are. of you too. So, and they are, and Lynn, and Lynn is bringing them food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bring Terry, some. yeah. Well, there's a lot going on today. Yeah. Uh, throughout the rest of the day, we will be playing uh, more of your favorite songs. More letters will be read every hour at the top of the hour. And uh, tomorrow you're hosting Saturday Morning Flashback. Yes. 1973. That was the year. All new releases from that year, 1973. Mm-hmm. You'll be spinning those. <laughs> new releases, yeah. And we have a very special event happening at 10 a.m., not on the radio, but everyone will be able to watch it on a live stream at 93XRT.com. That's at 10 o'clock. I will see you there then. I'm Marty Leonard's for 93XRT.